0: Get one of your friends to sign up to join our Patreon community at patreon.com/ gay history. That's patreon.com/ making gay history or just go to makinggayhistory.com and hit the patreon subscription button on our homepage. Thanks so much. Now on to the episode you've chosen to hear. I'm Eric Marcus and this is making gay History. Our third season is a couple of weeks away, so in the meantime, we thought we'd bring you this preseason bonus. This is a longer version of a piece we made for Lena Dunham's Women of the Hour podcast. One of the most memorable experiences of my life was sitting on Edith Ide's front porch in Burbank, California, as she treated me to a private concert featuring gay parodies of popular songs and heartfelt melodies she'd written herself. I'd actually gone to interview Edith because she was the woman behind Vice Versa, a magazine for lesbians that she published on her office typewriter at RKO Radio Pictures in 1947. And you can hear more about that in Edith's episode from our first season. So I wasn't there to hear Edith sing, but when she mentioned that she performed in gay clubs, I asked her about it and she took out her guitar.
1: let's see gonna sit right let's see I've got to think what key I do Mm -hmm. oh yeah gonna sit right down gonna sit right down and write my butcher letter Ask her, won't she please turn fame? I started writing gay parodies to popular songs. And boy, they went over, you know. The other evening just for fun. I tried her clothes on one by one. I looked so cute with slacks and shirts on. Now you won't find me with skirts on. Gonna march right down and get myself a haircut. I'll look as handsome as can be. So I guess I'd better write my butcher letter. And ask her to turn fan for me. I'm only kidding. And ask her to turn fan for me. I had just moved down to Los Angeles in 1945 after I spent two and a half miserable years being a secretary in Palo Alto. I moved down here. I knew no gay people in Palo Alto. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know the word lesbian in Palo Alto. And the way I did find out was I was sunning myself uh up on the top of the garage of the uh, place where I had a room. And some other girls that lived in the building came up too and spread out their towels. I somehow noticed that although their talk was uh, plenty of it, they never mentioned boys' names. And I thought, well, gee, that's refreshing to hear some people talk that aren't always talking about their boyfriends and breakups and this, that, and the other. One of the girls turned to me and said uh, are you gay and I said well I try to be as happy as I can under the circumstances but and they all laughed then they said oh no no and they told me what it meant and I said well uh, yes I guess I am because I don't uh, I don't really uh, actively go out and search for boyfriends I I don't care for that and so they said well you must come with us to a uh, a girls' softball game. The game wasn't exciting to me. It bored the tar out of me. I mean, I just don't care for sports. I know that's very funny for a lesbian to say, but it, it's true. I never have cared for... But uh, I went along to be with the crowd, you see, and then the next thing, next uh, week or so, they took me down to a gay bar. I looked around me, and tears came to my eyes, partly because of the cigarette smoke, <laughs> and uh, I thought, gee, how wonderful that all these girls can be together. So uh, the girls could dance together there. So I started dancing with one or the other of them that would come over and ask me. I never asked them. Uh, they asked me because I was obviously feminine. I had my hair long and I wore jewelry and uh I just didn't didn't look like a gay gal, you know. I didn't have the close cropped hair and the, the tailored attire that uh, was so prevalent in those days, and uh, I didn't do any of that, Jans, because I just didn't feel like it, you know. And I was darned if I'm gonna I was going to do it just because everybody else did. I mean, I I'm a girl, and I've always been a girl. The only difference is I like girls. <laughs> Here's a song I like to sing. It's it's not really gay, but it is when a girl sings it. Yellow bird, up high in banana tree. Yellow bird, you sit all alone like me. Did your lady friend leave your nest again? That is very sad, make me feel so bad, you can fly away in the sky away, you're more lucky than me. Well then of course I got invitations out to here and there and I found out about a few more gay bars, there were two or three others in Los Angeles. And one of them was called the Flamingo, and they used to have Sunday afternoon dances there for just the gay kids. Uh, Beverly Shaw, the uh, well-known gay singer, used to sing there, and uh, she was a very good singer. We all enjoyed her. And then as evening wore on, why, the straight people would wander in just to see how the other half lives and the fellows would get up there on the stage and do their uh, uh, female impersonation acts. And Oh, one of them got up and made a terrible remark about, uh, about Beverly Shaw and her being a butch or something. But, I mean, it was a, a very offensive joke all the straight people, ha, ha, ha at it, you know, and it burned me up. At the time, I thought, what a stupid thing for them to do, to play into the hands of these outsiders by demeaning themselves in this way. So uh, that's when I started writing gay parodies to popular songs, and I thought, well, I'm going to write some gay parodies, and they're going to be gay, but they are not going to be demeaning and they are not going to be filthy.
0: You were the only person doing this, weren't you, as far as you knew? As
1: far as I know, but I never, uh, I never thought of it. Mm -hmm. I mean it was just something that came naturally, like coughing Mm -hmm. (laughs) or
0: It was a lot of fun for you.
1: Yeah, it was fun for me, and it was sort of an outlet, Mm -hmm. and uh, so anyway. That was my philosophy on life back then, anyway. Just uh, relax and go with it and have fun, you know. (laughs) Let's see what else I can think of. The girl that I marry will probably be As butch as a hunk of machinery The girl I idolize will wear slacks with fly fronts tailored shirts and bow ties she'll walk with a swagger and wear short hair and keep me entranced with her tomboy air instead of cruising i'll be using her shoulder to lean on while snoozing A faint-hearted fairy, the girl that I marry won't be. What year would this have been
0: when you were singing these songs?
1: Oh, well, the songs have gone on from uh, years 1948 up to, well, in the 70s. I don't write so many of them anymore because there's nothing you can write Parodies too to the modern songs now there's so nothing I mean it's just oh yeah baby uh 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 and I mean who can write a parody to that? Well I wonder if I should bring it to a close. You said you had. Uh, I have to uh, go to another. Uh, when do you have to be there? Seven thirty. Ooh la la. Well, well. Is there
0: one more you'd like? Yeah, to say? one more. Okay.
1: This is one of my own, and uh, it's one of it's my favorite. It's called A Fairer Tomorrow. And it echoes what I wrote in uh, in uh, Vice Versa. Scattered are we over land, over sea. How many we number will never be known. Each one must learn from the star she must wear a mask on her heart and live in a world set apart, a shy secret world of her own. Here's to the days that we yearn for, to give up our hearts and Love's always love in sincerity given despite what the others may say. The world cannot dare to deny us, we've been here since centuries past. And you can be sure our ranks will endure as long as this old world will last. So here's to a fairer tomorrow When we'll face the world with a smile The right one beside us to cherish and guide us This is what makes life worthwhile The right one beside us to cherish and guide us This is what makes life worthwhile.
0: I love listening to Edith's songs over and over again. And every time I hear something new, Edith was so ahead of the game, coming out with a lesbian zine in the 1940s. And I like to think of this episode as Edith Ide's Gay Gals Mixtape. I've got a few people to thank for this bonus episode, including our executive producer, Sarah Burningham, and audio engineer, Ann Pope. We had production assistance from Josh Gwynn. Our theme music was composed by Fritz Myers. Thank you also to Will Coley, our social media strategist, and our webmaster, Jonathan Dozer Izell. Our guiding light since the very first episode is Jenna Weiss-Burman. The Making Gay History podcast is a co-production of Pineapple Street Media and is made possible with funding from the Ford Foundation. And one more thing. Join us for a very special live event upstairs at the Stonewall Inn in New York City's Greenwich Village on Saturday, November 4th. Tickets go on sale next week. Go to makinggayhistory.com for details. Hope to see you there. So long, until next time.